We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you feeling... have friends in high places. The Ascended Masters, saints and sages of East and West, have walked where you walk. They know the trials and challenges you face, and they offer clear and practical tools for overcoming human limitations and guiding you back to the heart of God through your ascension. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, hello again, everyone. I want to thank you very much for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is on the first of a four-part series, The Four Essential Questions. Today, part one, who am I? You know, now, some of you who have been with us for a while will recall that we focused on this question when we first began the Open Door program almost a year ago. Wow. Has it been that long? <laughs> yeah, it has. It's, it's, it's amazing. It seems, oh sometimes God. it seems longer. <laughs> when we began, we organized our show content around the four essential questions of mm-hmm. who am I, why am I here, where am I going, and how do I get there? Yeah, you know, and these essential questions, though certainly not the only questions we ask on the spiritual path, are nonetheless vital to making sense of our spiritual journey mm-hmm. and helping us organize our path in a way that gives us the greatest possibility of successfully reaching our spiritual goal. So, Tom, let's address <laughs> the first essential question. Okay, who am I? Uh, for the purpose of absolute clarity, we must assume <laughs> that if you're listening to this program, you probably believe in God. Uh, or are at least inclined to accept the possibility of his existence. Okay, so <laughs> taking the reality of God or uh, his existence as a given, yeah. we will begin answering the the question of who we are with this premise. Yeah. We are made in the image and likeness of God, and that our beings, therefore, are imbued with the Spirit of God. Yeah, you know, and if we are willing to accept this principle of being made in the likeness of God and having His Spirit dwell within us, then we can accept that at some level of our being, we are literally one with God. And it follows, being yeah. one with God literally means that we're part of the allness of God. Or we are literally God. Yikes, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. Well, you know, how often have we spoken about the fact that we are co-creators with God? More than I can... Yeah, again, again, exactly. <laughs> we keep telling you that you have the power to co-create with God because the energy we all use in everything we do, every thought, word, and deed, is God's energy. And you know, this is the ultimate accountability. Boy, is it. Yeah. As we've said many times, just the thought that we use God's energy for everything we do should give us pause to consider our creations carefully. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, this is how we create karma and whatever conditions in our lives we experience. 
So we are each a child of God, yeah. made in his image and likeness, yeah. and with the power to create as he does. Is that about it? Yeah, well said. And so we can go home now. Uh, well, not quite. <laughs> what, there's more? Oh, yeah. We okay. haven't even begun to talk about all the components of our identity. Wait a minute. Components? We just <laughs> determined that we are basically God. That's that's one, right? right. So, okay. yeah. so wait a minute. You're referring to God as the permanent part of our being. Oh, uh, bingo. You okay. know, the permanent part of our being. Our God being, if you will, is the I am presence that dwells within us. Aha, which would make our human experience the non-permanent aspect of our being. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and our spiritual journey is a process of becoming one with our I am presence permanently, once and for all, forever, immortal. Wow. <laughs> so speaking of the I am presence, okay. I'd like to direct all of our listeners to our website, tsl.org, or to literally almost any of our books, for that matter, where you can find a copy of the chart of your divine self. Uh, right. You know, there are three figures in the chart of your divine self, which can be called the trinity of our identity. There's the I am presence we just spoke of at the top, surrounded by a sphere of light we refer to as the causal body. In the middle, below the I am presence, is the uh, what we call our Christ self. Uh-huh. And we are at the bottom of the chart. Yeah. Now, we can refer to the top figure as the father, mm-hmm. the middle figure as the son, and our soul is depicted in the lower position, endowed with the flame of the Holy Spirit. So then mm-hmm. we can answer the question of who we are by seeing ourselves being comprised of those three essential parts. Right. Our soul, endowed by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. at the bottom, our Holy Christ self, or higher self, in the middle, and our I am presence, the representation of our manifestation of God within mm-hmm. each of us right at the top. Right. Now, when we refer to the flame of the Holy Spirit, we are referring to the flame that is literally the spark of life within us. Well, and I'm sure other people have heard of it this way, that this is the threefold flame of life. Yeah. A very real spiritual flame, by the way, mm-hmm. located in the body, approximately the point of the heart. Right. You know, and this threefold flame endows our being with consciousness, mm-hmm. with self-awareness. It is the sacred fire that we are meant to use as mm-hmm. our resource for living and for evolving while we are on Earth. And we're on a budget with that, right? <laughs> we are, yeah. <laughs> well, and this is also the flame that we're meant to become. You know, right, exactly. In fact, this is what the Ascended Masters have demonstrated, the transformation of the three into one. This transformation or integration is the path of the ascension. Which is the ultimate goal of life. Yeah. You know, so who we are has everything to do with what we are to become. I like how that's all kind of neatly wrapped up there. So we are each worthy candidates for achieving our ascensions and reuniting with the heart of God? Yeah. You know, you bring something up that's very important, I think, Ross. The Mm -hmm. subject of worthiness, uh, or more accurately, a sense of worthlessness. It's something a lot of people, I think, can probably relate to. I know when I first got it, you know, when I realized the magnitude of my potential to reunite with the oneness of the allness of God, my first thought was, Lord, I'm not worthy. (laughs) You know, I mean, I found it really difficult to imagine that I could actually be one with God particularly as I consider my current limited human nature. Well, you know, especially like in the Montessori principles, you're supposed to refer to things in the positive way. <laughs> right. Uh, I like to say that I have a lot of potential. Oh, potential for the, uh, the half-full <laughs> right. modality. Well, you know, I know what you mean. The truth <laughs> is we really are worthy sons and daughters of God. This is something we can repeat to ourselves. Yeah. And the Ascended Masters themselves constantly remind us of this. You know, and that's because they know and they can see who we truly are. Well, they see our Christ or Buddhic selves, mm-hmm. and they give us the practical tools that we need to learn to see as they do and as they did. As they did. Well, you know, for example, the violet flame, um, science of the spoken word, the tube of light, so many different <laughs> practical tools we've spoken of. That's you know? right. My turn to say, yeah, yeah, and all that <laughs> much more. So much more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, God sees only the beauty of his creation and not its man-made densities and imperfections. Well, Tom, this brings us right back to the difference between who we are in human form 
and what we're destined to become, a being who is one with God. Yeah, and, and it is this process of becoming that is the key to understanding our true identity. You know, do you think we're dwelling in this point a bit too much? Well, I know we're redundant, <laughs> but it's for a purpose. You know, it's a very good reason. Yeah. Ye are gods, as Moses said. Mm-hmm. And how often, outside of a format like this, mm-hmm. are we reminded of that? Well, yeah, I mean, practically zero. Certainly not nearly as often as we should be. <laughs> you see, when we examine the subject of who we are, it is with the clear realization that few of us comprehend our true identities as co-creators with God. There is again. That's one more time. That's right. It's a plus one. So we return to this theme again and again in the hopes that the truth will penetrate the density of disbelief long enough to stick. Yeah, and we don't mean to be condescending about Not this either. All. You know, what we propose to you, we constantly reinforce in ourselves. It's a process, a journey. You know, we also go. We receive a lot of negative reinforcement, TV, advertising, all the things like that. So it's important for us to keep on track and to reinforce these good things. Mm -hmm. You know, this journey that that eventually leads to the unfolding of this magnificent reality Mm -hmm. is a piercing of the veil of illusion and density that's going to reveal that shining diamond of our real self. Oh, you know, and once we have a true sense of our inherent nobility and power, there's really no going back. Right. You know, you can't unknow what we know. (laughs) Yeah, but first we have to be willing to know. Yeah. You know, when this knowing runs counter to what we have been taught or led to believe, well, you know, such disagreements have caused much of the problems the world faces today. Hate justified in the name of love. For example, you know, wars waged in the name of God. <laughs> Probably best we don't go there today. Oh, and, you know, that's the point, really, is that we wouldn't go there if we truly knew who we are. <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a short break. When we return, we're going to hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet aptly titled Your Real Self and covering a wide-ranging array of subjects, mm-hmm. including more on the chart of your divine self, Buddha, chakras, and even some fascinating facts about Jesus' lost years. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. 
The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet offers insights into the nature of your real self, an Ascended Master understanding of the threefold flame, a look at the concept of the Trinity as it exists within you, and much more. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Thus far, we've talked a great deal about the nature of the self, and obviously you have a concept of the self that is quite different from that that most people hold. And I'm wondering if you could explain in more detail what your concept is. I think that the understanding of the self is the most important understanding that the individual can have in life. And if we fail to understand the nature of the real self, we never really quite gain an orientation or an integration in our life. The self begins with that which is the permanent atom of being, the cause out of which the effect proceeds. For want of any other name, I call this cause the I am that I am, the presence of the I am, or the I am presence. I find that God by any name can be reduced to this sense of the eternal presence. It defines being, and I see it as a sphere of very intense light that marks the point of my origin. It is the permanent part of me, of which I am very aware, and the point to which I shall return at the conclusion of this life. I have diagrammed this real self in relationship to the outer evolving self on a chart which is called the chart of your divine self. The chart has three parts and in a sense could be called the trinity of our identity. First there is the upper figure which is a sphere of light. Then there is the lower figure which represents the soul evolving in matter or in time and space. Between the sphere of light above and the soul evolving below is the consciousness of the mediator or the go-between. The go-between is that portion of the self that can translate to the soul something of the I am that I am and the portion of the self that is real enough that can yet stand in the presence of God. This mediator we call the Christ self or the real self. It is the self that we are in a state of becoming through our evolution, through all of our experiences in time and space. You might say then that the lower figure in the chart would be the man, Jesus. The middle figure would be the self, the Christ. And the upper figure would be the one whom he called Father. We now see a relationship of Father or the All-Father, the Son, and 
the soul that is endowed with a flame of the Holy Spirit. That flame is the spark of life. It is a very real spiritual flame that is focused within the body at approximately the point of the heart center. It is in what is called the heart chakra, and it is the threefold flame of life. This is the endowment of our being with consciousness, with self-awareness, with all of the faculties which we enjoy, which are above the animal kingdom. The threefold flame, then, is the sacred fire, which we are to become and which we are to implement and use as our resource for living and for evolving while we are on earth. Therefore, we see that the trinity that is now separate because of our consciousness, which is limited, will one day become one. We watch this in the life of Jesus. As he matures from birth to manhood, he walks more and more in the stature of his real self, his Christ self. We find him in the temple discoursing with the doctors at the age of 12. This is a sign that the Christ presence or the Christ self is overshadowing him and he is speaking the word of that Christ. We find him at the age of 30 in the full presence of the Christ so that his disciples recognize him. He calls them away from their nets to become fishers of men. He begins to heal, cast out demons, change the water into wine. This because the man Jesus has merged with the inner self, the Christ. He walks the earth for three years performing not miracles but the functions of cosmic law and then walking up Bethany's hill with his disciples after his resurrection he disappears from their midst and a cloud receives him out of their sight. This cloud is the same cloud that appeared to the children of Israel. The pillar of fire and the cloud represent the I am that I am, the eternal presence. Jesus accelerated to the level of the Christ, then Jesus the Christ accelerated to the level of the I am that I am. This is the nature, the true nature of the three in one. And so we, as heirs of Christ, heirs of Jesus, have come then to realize that same oneness, three out of one, one out of three. In other words, the Trinity is something that is present in all of us all the time, the Trinity is anchored in us in this threefold flame of power, wisdom, and love. The Father represents the power of the law, the Son is the wisdom of the law, and the Holy Spirit is the love action of the law. So it exists in us as potential. Until we have realized that potential, our relationship to Christ and to Father remains a separate one. And therefore, on the chart, we depict these three figures, one on earth, one higher above and one still higher until the distance allows individuals to think in terms of heaven and earth. Where does an ascended master fall on this chart? The ascended master is the one who has walked as the lower figure in the chart, as the one who has evolved as a soul, who has first realized his real self as the Christ and become one anointed with that mediator self. And then, at the conclusion of his life, he has reunited with the I am that I am. Therefore, the ascended master would be beyond the material plane, in the spirit plane, and yet as close as the air we breathe. 
When Jesus prayed to the Father, he was talking to himself, his real self then. He was talking to his I am presence, and he was also talking to his inner teacher. Jesus also had a teacher, and it is customary for us to think of our inner teacher or our inner guru as father. The teacher whom Jesus acknowledged in the place of his I am presence as being one with that I am presence on the path was one who is called Lord Maitreya or Maitreya, the coming Buddha of the East. Maitreya attained the Christ consciousness hundreds of years prior to the final incarnation of Jesus. He sponsored Jesus and he became the one that Jesus regarded in the person of Father as well as Jesus' own I am presence. Well, Jesus' life and teachings were in the Middle East. How was it that he was initiated in the teachings of the Far East? Well, no one has really successfully answered the question, where was Jesus between the age of 12 and 30? This is a long period of time for our beloved Master, considering what he accomplished in three short years. Perhaps if we could have known him between the ages of 12 and 30, we would have found him practicing the laws of science and of truth which he demonstrated publicly in the final hours of his earthly life. It is my understanding that Jesus journeyed to the temples of the Ascended Masters which are found in Egypt at Luxor and in the Himalayas. When we journeyed to India, we were told by a number of guides that there are records of the coming of one who was called Jesus during the period of history when Jesus lived. And we do know from our verification by the Ascended Masters that Jesus was very humble and that in preparation for his mission, he desired to be trained in the very first steps of initiation. Many of the teachings which he brought forth, in fact, his mantras, I am the way, the truth, and the life, are actually taken from the Sanskrit, uh, which comes down to us through India from the ancient continent of Lemuria as the language which our very early ancestors used to meditate upon God and to practice the science of the spoken word. So the real self in which the Christ that we're familiar with is identified as the middle figure relates to the teachings of the Far East. Where would Buddha fall on that same chart? Buddha, then, as Siddhartha, the child who was born in a palace to wealth and to the surroundings of, of opportunity, becomes the soul who must mature and discover the real self. The real self which Gautama discovered after he left home to discover the cause of suffering, he defined as the Buddha. This is because his meditation was upon God through the crown chakra. And we call one who has attained the realization of God through the crown chakra the Buddha, whereas one who realizes God through the heart chakra we call the Christ. In reality, the Christ self or the real self contains all elements of consciousness. What is the crown chakra? The crown chakra and the term chakra is simply a Sanskrit word. It means wheel or center refers to seven sacred centers in our temple. The heart is the principal center. Then there is the throat, 
the third eye, and the crown of the head. Below the heart, there is the solar plexus, the seat of the soul, and the base of the spine. These seven centers are seven openings into another dimension. And by meditation upon these centers, we can experience God in different planes of consciousness. Each center, which is depicted as having a different number of petals, has a different frequency or a different vibration. If we center our meditation in the heart, we commune with love. If we center our meditation in the crown, we are communing in wisdom. If our meditation centers in the third eye, we have the power of concentration in truth. And the throat chakra, the power center, gives us the science of the spoken word. This might seem to imply that Buddha represented a higher evolution than Jesus. I don't know that we would call it higher. We would call it the way of the East. (laughs) Buddha demonstrated the way of self-mastery. That was the dispensation for the evolutions of the East. Christ showed it for the evolutions of the West. We have reached a period now where there's an exchange between East and West, and we who live in the West must also pursue the type of mastery which Buddha demonstrated. Uh, Gautama taught for 40 years after his enlightenment under the bow tree. Jesus taught for three years. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Dr. Nair. Please stay with us. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Listening on a Higher Dimension. Seventh Wave Network. 
you are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us today is Dr. Nerly Duffy. Hello, Nerly. Hi, Ross. Hi, Tom. Hello. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, uh, if, um, if our mics were live during that last break, well, then it was probably something you need to hear. So that's <laughs> bon- bonus material. Uh, cough, a couple of chuckles. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it was serious nonetheless. Anyway, Nearly, who are we? <laughs> well, I know who I am. I don't know. You want to see some ID? <laughs> well, you can be whoever you want to be. But seriously, we are sons and daughters of God, children of the light. We have a higher self, a dis- divine spark within our hearts. And as a wise man once said, you are who you are in spite of who you think you are. <laughs> and you may not think mm. that you are a divine being, a God in the making, the potential, no. but you are. What if so I think I am? What if I think I am, but somebody else isn't? Doesn't matter. That's who you are. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people have been brought up to believe that Jesus is the only Son of God. What can you tell us about the concept of universal Christhood or universal sonship? Isn't yeah. that fascinating? The Christ light is the light that lights every man that comes into the world. And of course, Jesus is always the great example of that light. That's why they called him Jesus the Christ. The open door. The open door. <laughs> and the Christ light is in all of us, no matter what our background or beliefs. So you can be a Buddhist and be the Christ light. You can be a Hindu, be the Christ light. You maybe don't believe in anything at all, but you are still manifesting the Christ light. In fact, some of the greatest radiators of the Christ light are the little children, the little babies that don't say or do anything except goo and ga in their crib. It's all pure signal. Pure signal. So the greatest need of the hour is to become the Christ. Put on your personal garment of Christhood and be who you really are. Oh, um, you know, we, we spoke about the three components of um, the divine self, the I am presence being the top, surrounded um, by the causal body, mm-hmm. the spheres of light. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about the causal body? Yes, it's referred to in the Bible as the body of first cause, and it's the rainbow-colored spheres that surround the I am presence. So it's not just in limited dimension, it's, it's fully manifest above us. And these are our treasures stored in heaven which the Bible says, where moth and dust do not corrupt. Mm -hmm. So all the good you've ever done in this or any past life goes up there into that causal body, into those beautiful spheres, and it's never lost. So it's like your cosmic bank account, and you can draw Mm -hmm. on this bank account when you need to, but only so much at a time. The ATM limit. There is a pretty, yeah, because you know what we do, right? (laughs) Right. We spend it all. (laughs) 300 karma bucks a day. Oh, yes. So so we have that that causal body up up above us, our storehouse of of treasures and light. There's a corresponding uh, body, which we're not quite so proud of. What about the electronic belt? The electronic belt is the inverse Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And that's where all the negative stuff, all the gunky, all the yucky stuff that we done in this and past lives, it gets stored. And so that is what we have to transmute. And we use the violet flame to mm-hmm. dissolve it. Of course, it doesn't go overnight because 
You didn't create it overnight. <laughs> but we but do you just keep working thing. away at it. But the, you know? the violet thing does accelerate. Yeah, yeah it does accelerate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as we're defining things. <laughs> we mentioned the chart of your uh, divine self earlier and how the three figures represent that trinity mm. or the, what we know as the tri-unity mm-hmm. of our being. Can you tell us a little more about those three components? Yeah, well, that's in the in the in the chart that you spoke about. Uh, that's on our website, and there's an upper, middle, and lower figures, and these correspond in various ways in the different world's religions. So, if you're a Christian, you would think of it as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I am presence. Holy Christ Self, and the lower figure. So Mm -hmm. that's Christian terms. If you're a Buddhist, you would call it the Dharmakaya, the Nirmanakaya, and the Sambhogkaya. And the middle one is your Buddha Self, or Mm -hmm. your Christ Self. Mm -hmm. Hindus would call it uh, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, representing those different aspects of the Trinity Mm -hmm. in Hindu terms. So the bottom line is... Your lower self is supposed to unite with the Christ self, and you walk the earth as a Christed one, no matter what you believe or don't believe. And then eventually, at the end of this life, if you've fulfilled everything you're supposed to, then you reunite with your own presence, and that's called the ritual of the ascension. Yeah. And then you become an ascended master. <sighs> which, is, uh, which I relate to mergers and acquisitions. Ah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Merging so. with your own presence and your holy Christ self. Yeah, you know, um, the... Uh, concept of the Trinity, like mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual principles, is organized in threes. And by the way, I think mm-hmm. what you just said about uh, mm-hmm. the various threesomes mm-hmm. is you want to tell everybody, hey, mm-hmm. we all believe the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You can call it what you want, but it, you know, essentially it's the same material. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk for a moment about the threefold flame. You know what mm-hmm. what it is, and how does the threefold flame correlate, if it does, in any way to the Trinity of Being? Well, it does, and because there's three flames within the heart, and they're actually one, and so it corresponds to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So the Father is the flame of power, which is blue. Mm -hmm. The Son, or the Christ, is the flame of wisdom, which is yellow. And the Holy Spirit is the love flame, which is pink. So you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit, power, wisdom, and love blue, yellow, and pink. And you're supposed to have a balance of these. Now, imagine if you had a big blue plume or blue flame, Mm -hmm. but not much yellow and pink. What do you think you'd be like as a person? (laughs) Out of balance. What are you saying? (laughs) You'd be tyrannical. You'd you'd be a powerhouse, and you'd be difficult to be around. Now, uh, I'm sure you could elaborate on this, but the, the, the three flames exist or at least can be portrayed as existing in certain parts of our being. Can you elaborate mm. on that a little bit? Mm-hmm. How do you mean? Like the blue is the voice. Blue you know, the, is, yeah, that mm-hmm. corresponds the to the throat chakra, mm-hmm. which is your power center. Right. Mm-hmm. And really, some of the most powerful people in the world use their voices either for good or for ill. Mm-hmm. The command voice, I've heard yeah. you say that, yeah. Ross, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the pink corresponds to the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest one. That's the greatest sense uh, of love. And so you think about those people that have a really big pink plume, but not a lot of wisdom and not a lot of, uh, Mm -hmm. not a lot of yellow and blue. And they're the kind of people that love, uh, well, but not wisely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nicely said. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the, the, the golden crown chakra, which is the yellow. Yeah. And so what, what would somebody be like that is, has, a, has a big yellow flame, but not a lot of blue and not a lot of one of my, profe- one of my, my professors, professor, yeah. Yeah, professor, <laughs> one yeah. of my professors in school. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. I was just reminded you said this, and uh, forgive me for digressing into the political, but I remember an old saying about if if you're not a socialist by the time you're 20, you have no heart, mm. and if you're still one by the time you're 30, you have no brain. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and that, that corresponds to the power, wisdom, and love. Exactly. It? Yeah. yeah. 
Is that, and, and we go through those phases. Oh, that, we do. Just like uh, Samuel Clemens said that his, uh, at 18 his father was a complete idiot, and then yeah, by the 20, 25 the old man had wised up yeah. quite a bit. Couldn't it's pretty amazing. That's, that's, right. Yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we're, I mean, we're, let's take this back to, to our concept, which is we're engaged in this process, sometimes a long process, sometimes a short one, mm-hmm. of trying to become divine. And that's amazing to think about. I mean, yeah. my, my wife asked me one day, she's, she said, well, you should think about the concept of being holy. And I had never quite phrased it to myself that way. And that really caused me a lot of thought. Well, because, I mean, <laughs> when we become holy, we become more of God, I think there's a certain amount of fear that we might lose mm-hmm. that personal identity, the how should we say, the rossness, the rossness. of me. The Ross, I have good news for you. When you ascend, you will be more like Ross, but just better. <laughs> You'll have more rossness. As frightening as that may lose, seem to my lose, family and lose friends. the little bad Ross. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking right now, to answer the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, God? Yeah, there you go. You know? More of myself. <laughs> oh, good. So there is hope. We we will become more of our true selves yeah. and, and shed it, the, 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 the lesser part of ourselves. And it's a fallacy that we'll lose our personality and just become generic, you know, generic Ross. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. you're going to be... White label. Yeah, yeah no, white label. No, you're going to be... You're going to get more of your divine personality, more holy Ross, mm-hmm. and less of the other Ross. Well, you know... Uh, cool. uh, not that we want to, you know, make this a, that casual of a comment, but in mm-hmm. reality, I think a lot of people are afraid yeah. that if I do merge with God, I will lose my personal identity. And despite the limitations of that identity, mm-hmm. the loss of that seems really critical. Well, we've been sold such a bill of goods about, you know, this world is just all there is, and it's so amazing, yeah. and we're going to lose out on various things. But in fact, we we're gain. not. We're, <laughs> we're going to gain. But yeah. it, it's it's a uh, it's real manipulation of ourselves. Well, when our limited reality becomes our total reality, yeah. at least as if we're taught that, you yeah. can see that we have no frame of reference. Yeah. Which is why belief in God gives us that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, you know, so is there a place for the limited experience Absolutely. in the human realm as we progress? It's vital because it's how we learn and grow and how we balance karma with one another. And it's the way that we can bring more of heaven to mm-hmm. earth. Have you ever had those rare times when everything is just great. I oh, mean, yeah. God yeah. is in his heaven, all is right with the world, everything is just feel blissful, and you think, if I could just retain this oh, forever. If I could just bottle this up. And, and if we could just tap into that every day, what a different world it would be. Well, you can. Mm-hmm. That is your I am presence, and you can live at that level of your I am presence in Christ self every day. Well, you remember the first time you fell in love? You know, and just yes. how sweeping yeah. and grand and joyful. And everything looks different. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's gorgeous. Everyone's mm-hmm. gorgeous. You love the world. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, love them. Just, yeah. Except for us guys with faces built for radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, except for that. <laughs> oh, well, cool. so on that subject, and, and again, this is not something we've necessarily mentioned before. We must be careful, mm. very careful, not to condemn or judge ourselves a little too harshly just because we do live in that dense and limited human condition. Amen. Can you tell us a little more about the spiritual repercussions of what we would call criticism, yes. condemnation, and judgment? Yes. And it occurs so often that people like to call it CCJ for short. Yeah. If you've got an initial acronym for it, it must happen. Yes. A little too often. Yes. Well, uh, it's fascinating that really the masters in heaven and the angels never condemn us. Even when you're getting your life Mm -hmm. review at the end of a life, and people that have near-death experiences tell us this, the masters will teach, explain, Mm -hmm. inspire, but they'll never condemn. They just give you the facts, let you draw the conclusions. So actually, spiritually speaking, if you continually 
condemn yourself, did you know that your spiritual progress actually starts to stop? Yep. And it's harder for wow. you to actually make progress because you're creating almost a sense of like black magic against yourself. You know, um, th th there's a point that has been coming up again and again as we've seen all these recriminations and accusations flying back and forth in the political oh, realm and elsewhere. Horrible. That what we see in others, we strengthen in ourselves. Uh, and if mm -hmm. people were able to realize that what they're seeing, what they're recognizing is really something that they are dealing with, that they personally have inhabiting their being, so that this criticism, condemnation, and judgment is a very personal experience for them that they have outpictured, they have projected it onto others. Well, and, and that's, a, that's a hard lesson to learn. And when a person does actually stop and think, why does this person irritate me so much? <laughs> and the answer is because you have that condition, condition maybe even yeah. more so. Yeah. People, you know, people talk about chemistry and we just don't get along and things like that. Well, there's mm -hmm. definitely reasons for that, isn't Hello. there? Yeah. Well, if you really knew who you were, none of this would really matter. Precisely. If, if our politicians understood that there's the Christ in everyone. Imagine the different level of debate. Well, the level of accountability, oh. personal and otherwise, would just trump everything. Yeah. Well, I think the, the Australian Parliament would be a lot more polite, but much less entertaining. Because <laughs> 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 that's one of the most interesting ones. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. Well, you know, the yeah. problem is we've got to take a break. Uh, oh. The great thing is you don't have to go but away. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we'll continue our discussion of Who Are We? Who with are. Dr. Nearly Duffy. Don't go away. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 
The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are here for more discussion with Dr. Nairly Duffy on the subject of who we are. Okay, so let's talk a little more about this concept of the personal and universal Christhood. I mean, obviously, this is not something that most of us are taught in our schools and churches. Oh, me, certainly. Nope. (laughs) But isn't this what Jesus was really talking about when he said, These things that I do, so shall ye do, and greater things. Did you ever wonder about those greater things? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, like, I what did. can I possibly do to outshine Jesus? Well, he <laughs> gave us a big clue. He said, greater things than I do shall ye do because I go to my Father. Yeah. And we just learned mm-hmm. in the previous section, the Father in each of us is the I am presence. Mm-hmm. So when you really tie into that power, wisdom, and love in your I am presence, you're going to discover that your prospects are dazzling. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, we all have limitless possibilities. We just need to unlock them. And think about it, and I, I was thinking about just the internet and the global sense of connectivity that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you could literally... Overflow, overthrow a government with Twitter or tweeting or, you know. <laughs> We've seen it happen, haven't We've we? Yeah. Happen. Yeah. So, you know, the greater things that you do yeah. uh, are, are literally. So when you become with your one, with your Christ self and your threefold flame is balanced, the power of God can descend and then the love and the wisdom are there and then... Mm-hmm. God knows what you'll do. Well, and and to put this into the parlance, what we've been speaking about, you know, going home, you know, to the Father is rising mm. to that, becoming mm-hmm. one with the I am presence, or literally ascending, becoming the ascended Master. That what we're eventually going to realize is that all paths lead right. to that one goal. And it's not mm-hmm. just about the power of the presence. You have to have the love. You have to have the wisdom. Otherwise, you're not going to use that power wisely. And God is not going to give you that access to your causal body, your cosmic bank account, well, unless you're going to use it wisely and with mm-hmm. love. With love. Well, I mean, balancing the threefold yes. flame is one of the... Um, prerequisites for the right, ascension right well it, to me the the concept of the threefold flame this this is from having to explain this to an eight-year-old oh good <laughs> which is always you referring to helpful. me as an eight-year-old uh, no not no, today all of no. our inner children are eight. nine-year-old nine-year-old <laughs> oh, i refer to us yes. thank you um yes one of our co-workers famously uh, uh told us she said i have to remember that i work with nine-year-olds it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. a good thing um is that in explaining to my daughter she said well what's wrong with the blue plume or pink plume or whatever being bigger than one of the others and i said well it's kind of like a flat tire you know it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't run right it has to be in balance in right. order for things to roll properly and when it's in balance we're led to understand that it actually begins Starts to turn to and to spin yeah. and that's when you really are in connection and are able to pull down that 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 yeah. power from your causal body well if you have a little bit of karmic mud in your wheel well <laughs> you're going to get a oh, wobble you know oh yes oh yes <laughs> karmic mud flaps hmm. yes indeed <laughs> Well, you know, we mentioned this a moment ago, and I kind of revisit the subject, that the recognition of our innate divinity really challenges us to come up higher, you know, to be accountable for every thought, word, and deed. I mean, there's there's no recess. This, this recognition of God's energy within us is 24-7. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because literally we are all one. Yeah. And even what we do in secret, you know, affects others too. You know, if, if you're dishonest in your business dealings, Eventually it will come out, yeah. and it does affect everybody else. And so when you start to discover this, you start to understand your accountability, and then you start wanting to do the good stuff for the good feeling that you get when you contribute to the greater good. 
So we are more accountable. Well, yeah, and again, as you said in the last segment, don't feel unworthy about the bad stuff that you may have done before. I mean, you've been forgiven at the highest level for that. Mm-hmm. You can certainly recognize you need to balance the karma mm-hmm. for that, but that mm-hmm. we have the violet flame, among other things, you to have accelerate the violet that flame, You have all the tools, and, and one of the hardest things, is, as we've said on other programs, is mm. forgiving yourself. Yeah. Cool. You, you know, God will forgive you, but do you really forgive yourself? And if you don't, you are outside of the circle of God. Yeah, yeah. and well, then it's very hard for God to help you. Yeah. You're condemning yourself again. Yeah. Well, you, you talked about the, the, the forgiveness and, and, and how to do that. One of the things that I'm led to understand, and I want to check this with you, is that the process of confessing or you know asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. for a particular mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. is almost like the pressing the enter key at the end of that. Because if you don't talk about it, if you don't get it out and you know, you know and ask God for forgiveness, it kind of continues to rattle around in there, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it rattles around, <laughs> and, and we pay a huge price for it. I mean, we pay. Oh. We, you know, maybe we can't sleep, or maybe we're a little bit depressed, or you know, the guilt presses in on us. It, it can mm. actually cause disease, disease. Ooh. You know, <laughs> physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So that's why, mm-hmm. in past times, and even currently, they stress uh, forgiveness and they stress mm-hmm. forgiveness and and confessing of sins. Mm-hmm. And it's a real ritual. I mean, it, it's something real. Even the Buddhists understand that. Well, forgiveness, yeah. you know, to, to give back, essentially, is to remember who we are. Mm-hmm. So part of the forgiveness mm-hmm. is that recognition of our, our yeah. godliness. And, and God's going to remember their sins no more. He, right. It doesn't yeah. matter what you did. Do you remember when we talked about this before, where we would say, we would insert the words, God in me is, every mm-hmm. time we said, I am? Mm-hmm. This is a good time to maybe remember that, mm-hmm. that in terms of accountability, every time you speak, every time you say, I am, mm-hmm. God in me is, it's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it takes us to a place of accountability that, you know, we and, don't... And people are craving this accountability. Mm-hmm. They're, they're craving it in their leaders, they know in it their inside. politicians. I mean, just this rash of people, oh gosh, I didn't do it. Well, actually, I really did. Yeah. I mean, you know, our, our souls crave <laughs> that cosmic honor flame, yeah. that sense of honor, and it's like... If you say it, mean it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we talked about tools to help us out. And one of the things is we have a wonderful book mm. entitled Becoming God. Oh, thanks, Ross. Now, yeah. I really feel that this would be a great help to our listeners who are interested in the subject of the true identity and the process of growing yourself into that 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 spot with God. Here's what you can do to go find this great book. It's at tsl.org forward slash 7155. I'll take you straight to the information page about the book, tsl.org forward slash 7155. Yeah, you know, I mean, this really is powerful stuff. Um, and narrowly, what would you suggest for those interested in gaining greater understanding and awareness of their true natures? I, I mean, we have the violet flame, dynamic decrees, and other great tools, but is there a place to go or a process to follow to gain clarity and accelerate this journey? Well, there's so much that you really can do to accelerate and, and, and continue on the journey. We have a lot of people who simply read our books, study our teachings, and then apply them in their daily lives. And we may never have any outer contact with them mm-hmm. except when they come to that point of buying the book. Um, but there's a lot that you can do to get you started. There's so much information on our website, mm-hmm. and the online bookstore is just a treasure trove, a cave of wonderful, mm-hmm. exciting things. But if you want more, if you want to, if you're just saying, now I need to go deeper, we have 
many offerings. One that I love is the free pearls of wisdom online, the e-pearls. And these are messages from the masters that can give you incredible keys. Every time I open one, I just go, oh, my God, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. (laughs) So we also have the Keepers of the Flame fraternity where you will receive these mystical monthly lessons that you can study. And it teaches you how to keep the flame of life. And I don't know about you, but a lot of people, when I talk about keeping the flame, they say, yeah, I keep the flame. They understand totally spiritually what it means and this is the next step what you're doing instinctively if you'd like to know more how to do it in a better way the keepers of the flame fraternity is for you and when you get that keepers of the flame fraternity and you sign up you get the sponsorship Mm -hmm. and the assistance of saint germain personally helping you to take the next step you know i'm i'm so glad you brought up the keepers of the flame because it's becoming apparent within our organization, certainly, and else, elsewhere for that matter, that if we're asked in a moment, in a five-second mm-hmm. five elevator mm-hmm. pitch to say, you know, who are you, what do you do, and this answers our question mm-hmm. today, you know, who, who am I? A keeper of the flame of life yeah. in all its manifestations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that succinctly right. wraps it up. However yeah. it appears. However yeah. it appears. Exactly. So, um, narrowly mentioned a number of resources. These are all available very easily, single click, off of dsl.org. You'll Great. see the newsletter sign-ups on the right side. And then down below, you'll see the Keeper of the Flame fraternity, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, well, we have time maybe for Narrowly to tell us if there's a question that uh, you think is uppermost mm-hmm. in the minds of spiritual seekers that we maybe haven't mm-hmm. asked. Yeah. Well, we, we were talking about this um, earlier. I think people really want to know what they can do to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And our souls know instinctively and intuitively with that soul knowing and awareness when things are not well. <laughs> and um, I, I think people are sensing, there's a huge wave of people just sensing, sensing that all is not well on the planet. Yeah. And they want to help. And keeping the flame of life is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you send love and light to people around the world that need it. It can be right on your doorstep. It, you can walk out the front door and see your neighbor needs mm-hmm. help. Well, it's what we all share. Yeah. You know, God's energy, yeah. God's life. And that that's our is. humanity in our divinity. That's, that's really mm-hmm. who we are. Well, uh, here we are again. One more time. That's all the time I we have for this week. I refuse to leave. I'm sorry, I'm not going. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll take questions off, off mic here. <laughs> Keep those mics up. Keep those mics up. <laughs> but really, truly, yeah, I, I want to thank fun. you, you know, uh, Dr. Duffy, for joining us today and for a very lively, engaging um, conversation, insights for all, you know, spiritual travelers. And everybody out there, please join us again um, next week and the weeks to follow. We're going to be examining the other four essential questions, the why am I here, where am I going, how do I get there? You know, these are the things that organize our spiritual path. Tom's using cosmic math. I think it's three, but that's okay. Well, three more. Yeah, but four together. <laughs> well, this should be trinity. really good. That's right. And the Trinity. We have the Trinity remaining. Well, good. So until then, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.